everybody get ready for Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. A foodie born and bred, my wife Nikki loves chatting up chefs, dining out, and insider industry buzz. And my husband David thinks a great meal is nothing but a good burger, a frosty brew, and a chef for under $20. Cause he is cheap. Well, maybe so, but foodie married beast anyway, and together we've got the food and wine variety show that has everyone talking. It's Foodie and the Beast, and we are on now. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Foodie and the Beast with David and not Nikki Nellis this morning. Uh, Nikki's away, uh, and I am I am flying this ship. I can't wait, and it's a beautiful day. Um, every now and then, we like to do a show. We like to 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 you know be good and do good, and we like to feature some of the the nonprofits and the good works they have going on in the community. And so that's what this show's all about today. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we're going to be talking about how to help people and animals and and me, wherever I fit into that. I'm not sure. Uh, so joining us today uh, are Chris Shauna. She's the executive director of McPaw. That's the Montgomery County Partners for Animal Wellbeing. McPaw is the fundraising arm of the new shelter out on Moncaster Mill Road in, in Montgomery County. They have a big fundraiser coming up. Uh, going to be a hootenanny. It's Junior Klein, the recliners. It'll be great. And also with her is Eric Candelori. Eric's one of the uh, founders of the world's greatest diet and wellness and diet program, EMP 180. And I can say that because I am well and I have lost 25 pounds thanks to EMP 180. And EMP 180 has uh, graciously uh, consented to be one of the big supporters of this event. So we'll be in talking about that. Uh, Melissa McCall and Amanda Garzon are in. They're going to be talking about the 2019 National Capital Walk to End Hydrocephalus. Uh, we'll talk about what hydrocephalus is. It's a it's a brain condition, and approximately one to two babies uh, for every thousand births in the U.S. are born with hydrocephalus. It's a serious condition, and we're going to wipe it out with the walk, I hope. Okay, and it's back. Art All Night returns to North Capitol Street, uh, Main Street on September 14th. Um, it's D.C.'s only free overnight art festival. And uh, in with us to talk all about it are Aisha Bond. She's the executive director for Art All Night North Capitol. Aleka Ross is the brand development manager, and we'll find out. I've always wanted to know how to develop a brand. I'm in advertising. I still don't know. Don't tell Eric, by the way. Uh, Benito Bermudez is the lead barista and head roaster and founder of Cafe Unido in... Unido? Am I saying it right? Bueno. Okay. In Panama City, but they're going to be opening up at Union Market. It's going to be cool. And with him is uh, Ferris Yabaile. Did I do it right, Ferris? Okay, good. He's the general manager of Cafe Unido. And then, because everybody loves rum, but nobody really knows exactly what a rum punch is. We've got two experts in that area. Dwayne Silvestre and Chris Chapman Chakra are in. They're going to be talking about rum punch, but also their concept of staycation which, as I take it, is to stay at home and drink rum, basically. Yeah? Am I right, or am I right? All right, so we're going to be getting to all that in a minute. First, we're going to go to Mitch Berliner. Mitch is the founding father of uh, Central Farm Markets. Uh, They've just gotten a big award from Bethesda Magazine and a huge article in there. Mitch, are you there? I am. Thank you for telling your viewers about it. It was very flattering. We are humbled by that. Um, Uh, You've never been humbled. uh, Are you kidding? Let's be real. Well, I'm making it up. I'm making it up. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, I don't think it's one of your characteristics. Either, it's not. It's not one of mine either. Another mother. But tell me what's going so, on at the market today, bud. Well, it's still plenty of summer fruits. So we've got all the peaches, plums, nectarines, and all of that. We've got the berries still, the fall berries, raspberries, blackberries. We've got lots of different varieties of grapes. We also have fall stuff coming in, overlapping. Well, this is why this is something. So, what is fall stuff? Our farm. Fall stuff. We've got fall squash, delicata squash. We've got cooking pumpkins. Um, I don't think people it. think about pumpkins. Uh, pumpkins are squash, but they don't think about cooking them. What do you cook yeah, with well, pumpkins besides make, pumpkin pie? You make great pie, great soups. You can cook a, these small pumpkins exactly like you do for other squash. You cube them, put them in the oven, little. Uh, Honey, it's simple, and it's delicious, and, you know, it's a yellow fruit, so everything that's yellow is very, very helpful. Little known fact, so, when uh, Nikki and I got married 25 years ago, the hit, for whatever reason, of the uh, of the meal there was pumpkin soup in pumpkins. Oh, yeah. And it, of course that's it hadn't been done before. Right. I'm sure you were the trailblazer. I was the no trailblazer. No question about it. Yeah, absolutely. So I will uh, give a quick... Um, 
I will get onto the same thing that you're talking about. Um, nonprofits are big with us year round at all our markets. Today, we have a blood mobile here all day since seven o'clock. Um, so we urge people, if you still got time, we're going to be here till like one thirty. And you can come and donate blood and save a life. You know, I would do so that, but do by one thirty, my my blood is going to be a hundred percent rum, so I can't. Okay, well, you can go to the Red Cross and do it later. I'll That'll do it later. You're sober if that day ever happens. And um, we also next month we'll be having a big uh, event here to help suicide, adolescent suicide prevention, a big problem. That's a great thing. Um, Good. And of course, our number number one uh, partner. Uh, because we're in the food industry, is manna. So all of our markets work with food banks. In Virginia, we work food for others. And here in Montgomery County, we work with manna. And so we're close to 400,000 pounds in the last few seasons of sending over to manna, um, which we send every week at the end of the you market. You are a good man. You so, know, I, I tell your wife, Debbie, what a good man you are. She doesn't believe me, but you are a good person. Look, even my first wife likes you now. So <laughs> All right. it's okay. All right, Mitch. So I'll just tell your people where we are. Yes. So you can go first and foremost to centralfarmmarkets.com, get all the specifics. But every Sunday year-round, we are on the George C. Marshall High School parking lot in Northern Virginia, right near Tyson's Corner. And we are in downtown Bethesda at the Bethesda Elementary School parking lot year-round and seasonal at the Pike and Rose. Okay. Thank you for having me on your show again. All right. Congrats on the article. It's a great article. Everybody go get Bethesda Magazine. Thank you, brother. All right, buddy. Take care. All right. So, Dwayne, when I met you, you were standing behind the bar at Bourbon Steak, and we were talking about it before. I thought you were much taller than you actually are because you were up on that. It was like a stage. And well, you... The height to width ratios have you changed a bit. You knew everything about every kind of drink. And and so that kind of brings us to you and Chris today, because one of the things that apparently even bartenders aren't in agreement on is rum, rum punch. Uh, What's going on there? Why don't they know? You know, uh, I think bartenders have kind of ruled out rum punch. And what I mean by that is that there's so many rules. Everyone knows so much, and we all want to get it right that we're afraid to get it wrong that... <laughs> You just forgot that a rum punch is just supposed to be absolutely delicious. Uh, And Chris, why are you guys so consumed with the, uh, you know, the subject of rum? I mean, aside from the fact that you like to drink it, what is it about rum? Rum is delicious and versatile, and you can make anything from an old-fashioned to a spirit for a spirit for cocktail to a refreshing, delicious daiquiri. Uh, it's one of those ones that you can do pretty much anything with. So. All right. So, and, and you've got this whole staycation concept. Explain that, guys. Uh, staycation really is end of the end of the summer. People didn't get a chance to get away, or you know, the best vehicle to take you on a staycation is the rum punch. So we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna show people how to get it done. Okay. All right. Well, what drink? What are you gonna uh, mix up first? Oh, first you're gonna get what everyone wants when you get off an airplane. You're gonna get that undefined rum punch. Everything's going to be a rum punch, but this is going to take this form of rums and juices and be tropical in appearance and just taste delicious. All right, man. Start mixing. Chris Shaughness, McPaw. Hi, David. Fundraiser. So, full disclosure, I am a, a relatively new member of the board of McPaw. Uh, one of my great eccentricities among many, as I'm sure people know, is dogs. I'm a dog guy. So, um, and, I mean, McPaw raises money for the shelter. That I mean, the shelter helps everything from dogs to cats to birds to goats to to chickens. Any abused, abandoned, or or, or lost animal. Gets well, actually, help. it is domesticated animals. We do not uh, do wildlife. Yeah. We might take them in, but we hand them off to the experts. And so, uh, talk a little bit just about McPaw's background and, and the mission and how everybody got there. Yes, McPaw was founded uh, probably about 10 years ago uh, before the shelter existed on Moncaster Mill Road. The county shelter was old and run down. And I adopted people, a dog from there. It was you? like the Bastille. It yeah. was gross. Yeah, I heard it was just awful, the depressing place. Yep. So, it was obvious the county needed a new state-of-the-art shelter, and McPaw was founded to help make that happen. So they raised money and they worked with the government to have the government run the shelter. Well, and the new shelter, again, that's out on Moncaster Mill Road is like, it's like the Ritz-Carlton of pet shelters. It's I mean, 50,000 square feet. Well, I mean, it's got heated floors and instead of cages, the, the like the dogs, the animals are in rooms with lucite doors so they can look out. 
and they've got awnings outside to protect them in their runs, and it's pretty cool. It's very cool. They also I have might a move green there, roof. actually. I think it's <laughs> yeah, nicer yeah, than my house. Yeah. Why are you laughing, Eric? I'm serious. <laughs> um, but it takes a lot of money to run. Yes. Right? Even though it is government-funded, they still have a budget. And as you know, governments have tight budgets. So McPaul comes in to fill in those gaps. And one of our biggest programs is called the Veterinary Medical I Fund. I heard that some of McPaul's money was taken to build the, the wall. Is that not true? No. no better okay, not good. be. No, no. Oh, no, all no. Right, I'm putting my Sharpie away now. Uh, yeah, I was going right. to say, get your Sharpie out, because that's about all we're going to be able to afford with that wall. All right. So, so the, uh, about three years ago, McPaul started uh, having this annual party. Party to raise money. That's uh, correct. And this year, uh, this year's a little bit different, isn't it? It is. The past two years was black tie, kind of stuffy. We were we were feeling out the environment to see what people would like to do, and we really believe that we have it nailed this year, thanks to David. Well, I hope so. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, Nikki and I go to, I'm, I'm going to say, 15 or so black tie events a year, and they're fun. I mean, they're all all for a good cause, and they're you know they're fun, but. But, you know, I get sick of putting on my tuxedo. So we're doing an event called, for the animals, called Animal House. And it's kind of a throwback, upscale, 60s-style uh, frat party. Uh, Junior Klein and the Recliners, awesome blues band. It's kind of blue-eyed soul. Uh, a lot of followers here, thousands of followers here in the in the D.C. area. They're going to be playing. Uh, there's going to be a great um, you know barbecue, barbecue and raw bar, bar you know, set up. Right? And an amazing... I mean, truly amazing. We've got about 60 items for auction, including five great items for the live auction. One of those items comes from my friend Eric Candelori over there. Um, And I'll just tell him where, you know, uh, EMP 180 is a a spectacular, you know, wellness and, and diet program. I lost 25 pounds. I've been off the program for a month. I've kept it off. God bless you, my son. But... You guys, you and your partner, Jim Moore, made a very generous donation to the auction. We're going to be auctioning off, basically, for a couple or two folks that want to get together, the entire EMP 180 program. It's about a $6,200, $6,300 value. Dwayne, oh, Dwayne Sylvester is going to come. You come to that event then, man. But, Eric, kind of why jump in and help McPaw? It's just we're, we're a charitably inclined business. I mean, we feel like giving back to the community is something you should do. Um, it coincides with us opening our uh, newest location in uh, Potomac, Maryland, which will open in about a week or so. No, there's a lot of overweight people in Potomac. Yeah. I have some friends there that could lose some <laughs> Unfortunately, weight. Unfortunately, there's a lot of overweight people <laughs> everywhere. So, um, so no, that's a nice thing to do. Are absolutely. you going to be there to help us uh, auction this off? I will. I will. All right. You're a good man. We should mention, too, by the way, that uh, w- when you come to this event, you can bring your pet as long as it's on a leash. You bring your dog, yes. Yeah. Uh, dogs on short leashes. God. Do never... we want to tell people how to get tickets, David? Yeah, well, we're not done yet. You know, we're going to come back to you afterwards. Okay. But yes, if you go to mcpaw.org, M-C-P-A-W.org, there's a link to Eventbrite, and you can buy your ticks right now. And I hope you will. Eric, you want to say something? No, I was just going to say, I was going to ask Mike Tyson if I could bring his tiger. Is that okay? Oh, no. Yes, on a leash. <laughs> Anything's on a leash. All right. Again, uh, this is uh, David and the uh, missing Nikki Nellis uh, with Foodie and the Beast. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back after these words. Hey, this is David Nellis. We're back on Foodie and the Beast, minus Nikki Nellis. I miss her. She's such a babe. But She's we're talking happy. to... She what? She's happy. Well, she probably is happy. She got a break. She slept late. We're with Chris Shaughness, who is the executive director of McPaw. McPaw is the fundraising arm of the, um, uh, I can never say McCassick, the Montgomery County Animal Services. Services and Adoption Center. Yeah, that. And by the way, I'm a babe, too. So You are a babe. Thank you. You are a babe. But I'm not allowed to say somebody else is a babe. When, That's you know, all right. I mean, I am yeah. allowed, but I'd, I'd rather live. Uh, and Eric Candelori, who's uh, one of the two owners of EMP 180 and uh, uh, major donor of uh, a great auction item uh, for the event. Chris, you know, one of the things that we kind of kind of passed over is the other auction items. And we got some great stuff from... Oh, my goodness. We have a donation for a 30-minute ride in a B-25 bomber plane. How cool is Wait, that? With or without bombers? I hope no bombers, I saw the information. Know. It's I a mean, vintage B-25. It's awesome. And that's going to be one of our live auction items donated by the Georgetown Aviation Museum. We have a state of Ritz Carlton. Um, we have some Four really, Seasons. Four Seasons. Got, exactly. Actually, yeah. we've got we've got a, a, a beach vacation house yes. we're auctioning off. This is going to be 
we, uh, you guys have stepped it up a, several notches this year. The party itself is going to be a blast. First of all, if you're not fans yet of Junior Klein and the Recliners, just Google Junior Klein. Uh, there's there's all kinds of video and uh, recordings online. They're fabulous. And we're going to miss parties. That's one of my problems with some of the other black tie parties is that, you know, they're sort of stayed. And that doesn't mean they're, you know, they're not great events. But this party's going to be Anybody it's remember the word a hoot nanny? It's going to be a hoot. It's going to oh, be a lot of fun. And Eric, oh wait, what do you want me to do? What are you doing? Taking my drink? Mm-hmm. No. Are you crazy? You <laughs> <laughs> must be nuts, Dwayne. Stay out of this segment, Dwayne. Um, um, but Eric, you were talking. Uh, we were talking uh, between the breaks about you and your cat and yep. and your your relationship with your cat. I mean. Talk a little bit about, you know, I, I asked you before why you guys decided to do this, but why this charity in particular? Well, with Simba, our cat, and yes, it's Simba from the movie, the original movie. Hakuna Matata, Since baby. It's, it's an 18-year-old Maine Coon cat. Wow. But I was told by my wife and daughter and younger son that I wouldn't have to do anything. They would take care of everything. Yeah. And, but basically, <clears throat> where we are right now is I do everything for this cat. And he is right out of a Fancy Feast commercial. He's living the uh, life of luxury and, you know. Well, see, that's the point. And the cat, you know, when I mean, there are lots of cats at this shelter. And they're they're looking for a good home. And that's the whole point of McPaw and the shelter and this party. Again, go to McPaw, M-C-P-A-W dot org, to join us at the party. But also, your money goes to, to help these lost, abandoned and uh, abused animals, and that is really the whole point of this. As we say in the animal welfare world, please adopt, don't shop. Yeah. Because there's so many homeless animals that need your help, and they're not there because they were bad. They were there because humans failed them through either issues with divorce or allergies, you have a lot issues. of elderly dogs there yes. that, you know, when their owners pass away and there's nothing else to do with the, the animal, wow. it goes to the shelter. So yeah, My last four that. foster dogs came to me because their owners passed away. Mm. Wow. It should not happen to you. That's right. There you go. All right. So, again, this event is October the 5th at the Bolger Center in Potomac. It is going to be a rock and roll party. No black tie. Leave that at home. Come dress the way you dressed in college or wear your college sweatshirt and uh, and just come and have a great time. For the animals and go to mcpaw.org, click on the Eventbrite uh, link, and you're done. Guys, thanks. Thank you for having me. All right, Chris, Dwayne, let's go back to you guys. Talk a little bit about the history of rum. Uh, we haven't we haven't had rum on the show in probably a year. And uh, I, I mean, it's really a fascinating sort of heritage for this drink. I mean, rum as we know it, uh, you're talking about 1700s. I mean, it was made long before that with the uh, beginning of fermentation. But from the 1700s, we started calling it a rum from the Caribbean, uh, Jamaica, Barbados. That's where it gets credit for doing it, the oldest and the longest. Um, and, you know, before we had doctors, we had, uh, what do they call them? Rummies. <laughs> <laughs> Apothecaries that were taking spirits and steeping herbs in it and... So I mean, I mean honestly, if you if you give me rum, I don't care if you bleed me. Go ahead, <laughs> bleed me. On ships, that you know. Well, they used of, to mix it with lime juice to you lime, know, lime or, or or if you're an officer, gin. But yes, yeah, scurvy to fight scurvy and to make you a happy sailor. I mean, and people talk about our history and that that Boston Tea Party. I'm telling you, they weren't upset about the tea. It was that rum tax on molasses that had people a little po'd up in Boston. So let's. Uh, I mean, talk a little bit about the range. Of, I know we're going to talk about rum punch eventually, but the range of drinks that are made with rum. Well, <laughs> you can make it, It's anything. radio, guys. No silence. Anything from, I mean, the oldest cocktails, it's credited as being the well, old Well, you fashion. told me, is, I didn't know Mai Tai was rum-based, you know, because I'm not a, I'm not a, a big cocktail Mai Tais, Bahama Mamas, Old Fashions, Pina Coladas, Daiquiris, anything named after anyone that was happy, Tiki everything. Uh, rum makes people happy. <laughs> Look at those smiles. All right, what's the next drink you guys are going to make? Uh, next drink you're going to get is uh, daiquiri, classic daiquiri. Classic All right. daiquiri. All right, uh, what goes in it aside from the rum? Just rum, lime, sugar. Simple Dude, delicious. step up to the microphone. Rum, lime, and sugar? Rum, lime, and sugar. Well, I, I, you know, as a graduate of EMP 180, I don't know how much sugar I can have, but I'll sip. All we'll, right, you we'll guys go, go, for you. go make that thing up, and we're going to talk to— I thought to... it was sugar, lime, and rum. Well, that's because you already had the first drink. All right. Amanda Garzon is the National Director of Program Services for the 
the Hydrocephalus Association, sorry. And uh, Melissa McCall is a buddy of mine, and she is really one of the driving forces in the 2019 National Capital Walk to End Hydrocephalus. Uh, it takes place at the Lincoln Memorial. But why don't we start off with what is hydrocephalus and what's, what's really the problem we're trying to solve here? So hydrocephalus is a condition where there's an abnormal accumulation of fluid in the brain. And in essence, there's too much fluid in the brain. It can't get out on its own. And the only way to treat hydrocephalus is through brain surgery. So for the 1 million Americans who are living with hydrocephalus from infants all the way to seniors, their only treatment option is brain surgery. So my daughter's 19 years old and she's had 18 brain surgeries. Oof. Melissa. Yeah, and uh, our daughter is seven and she had 12 brain surgeries before she was five. Well, I think one of the things that, I mean, interesting, I, I guess I would put it in quotes that I, that I found interesting in reading the materials was that I've always thought of hydrocephalus as a sort of an infant's condition. But hydrocephalus is something that it can afflict anyone really at any time, and yep. certainly old folks too. I mean, what happens in the brain to cause this? Sure. So you can develop it. You can be born with it. You can develop it from a brain injury. So we see it in our premature baby population who have brain hemorrhages. But also we see it in people returning from service overseas in Afghanistan and Iraq who developed hydrocephalus, football players. Uh, Congresswoman Giffords developed it after she was shot in the head. So any traumatic brain injury. You can develop it from an infection, a brain tumor. It's just accumulation of fluid from... The fluid just cannot circulate properly in your body. And the scary thing, I think, especially with such a, a large growing, um, aging baby boomer population, is that it will develop, and they don't know why, in seniors, usually 60 and over. Um, and it is treatable, but a lot of it, it is often misdiagnosed as Alzheimer's or Parkinson's disease. So people are so living goes untreated in and assisted treated. living facilities because it's going untreated, and they actually have a chance to get their lives back. Do, are there any outward signs of it? Yes. Um, so nausea, vomiting, headaches. Headaches is probably the first indicator. For the aging population, it's uh, memory loss, uh, difficulty walking. So they might feel like their feet are sticking to the ground and early symptoms of incontinence. And what, I mean, what is the research showing and are they on track for a cure? Obviously the walkathon is to raise money yes. to keep funding research, but what's, what's happening there? Sure, so in 2009, the Hydrocephalus Association began its research initiative. Since that time, we've invested um, close to $7 million in research and we've returned that our return on investment has been $32 million in our scientists who've gone on to receive grants from NIH, the Department of Defense and some other granting agencies. And so what that has accomplished for us is um, we're seeing seven potential pharmaceutical interventions. So that might mean no more brain surgeries for our patients Great. Um, or potentially a way to prevent it for large segments of our population. Um, and we're also seeing a lot of research in uh, post-infectious hydrocephalus, hydrocephalus that's caused by, caused by a brain infection, which is really prevalent in developing countries, uh, particularly Africa and parts of Latin America. So we might be looking at being able to wipe out hydrocephalus for large swaths of the population who have it. Well, let's talk, Melissa, uh, full disclosure, Melissa's a friend of mine and her husband, Matt, is kind of a friend of mine, I guess, <laughs> and a uh, business partner. So I'm, I'm, I'm familiar with what you guys have gone through with Abigail. Uh, I mean, talk about it from really ground level, what it's like to be dealing with this condition. Yeah, as, as I've often said to Amanda, I find it to be one of the loneliest conditions because as Amanda described, there isn't a huge commonality in how you get it. Um, there isn't a huge also commonality in what extra um, symptoms occur with it, where uh, cerebral palsy is often, often something that uh, happens along with it because, again, we're dealing with the brain. It's not always. Some people have short-term memory issues. Some people don't. Some people go on to get their PhDs, and some people develop intellectual disabilities. So the condition itself I find very isolating because you, with cancer, it tends to be you know one level of sort of treatment. And although we have one treatment and rather than no cure, the symptoms are completely spread out and different. It's frustrating. Very frustrating. And the other problem with it um, is it, there's always a shoe waiting to drop. You have absolutely no idea when a shunt will malfunction. Our daughter was on the playground one afternoon, and by midnight we were in the ER and um, having brain surgery within hours after that. Well, so you just don't know. I'm we live saying, in constant fear. It's we probably do. also challenging because, you know, at this point, if you say cancer, it's like kind of like saying shark. There are lots of different kinds of sharks. There are lots of different kinds of cancer. But you say cancer and everybody's like, oh, you know, they kind of get wrapped their, their, their minds around it. 
I don't know that a lot of people understand what hydrocephalus is, what causes it, and and the work that's being done to, to you know, to really to treat it or and eradicate it. I mean, what kind of challenges do you face at the association for just kind of getting that across? I mean, cancer is a lot easier to pronounce than hydrocephalus. Yes, it is, and and you know, I, I oversee our marketing initiatives at the association, and the awareness piece is so challenging, right? Because first of all, it's hard to say the word hydrocephalus. Uh, people have come to us and said, shorten the word. And I'm like, well, how am I going to, this is the name of the condition. Cerebral palsy is cerebral palsy. Like, let's get hydrocephalus known out there. Um, but, you know, it's an invisible condition, right? So there are a lot of people, as Melissa said, who are, you know, maybe holding vice president jobs and stuff that people don't want to necessarily out themselves with the condition. So it can be really challenging to find our champions for the condition as well. Um, we were lucky, you know, Conan O'Brien has stepped forward. He held an event for us in L.A. last year. Um, Tracy Morgan, and he certainly felt a connection to us after his uh, car accident. He stepped forward and held an event for us. Um, but it is challenging to get the word hydrocephalus out there, though I would always say people are, anybody who's had a child knows hydrocephalus because whenever you went to have your one month, your monthly checkup with the doctor and they were measuring your child's head, one that they were looking to see if hydrocephalus was developing. So people know hydrocephalus and don't know they know it. And a lot of people, when we start talking about it, they're like, oh, I know somebody who has a shunt. I didn't realize that that was hydrocephalus. So really, people are probably less than six degrees of separation away from the condition. Yeah, but you, you hit the nail on the head, though. Well, you know what? I'm going to ask you to hold. we got to go to a commercial. We're going to come back. we still right, got time buddy. to come back to All you guys. Right. So this is uh, uh, David minus Nikki Nellis and Foodie and the Beast. We'll be back after these words. The 19th annual March of Dimes, Heroines of Washington Gala, presented by Perspecta, honors women who exemplify leadership and are making a difference in our community. From CEOs to rising stars, this year's finalists will be recognized for their significant volunteer contributions at a Black Tie Awards presentation Tuesday, November 19th at the Ritz-Carlton Tyson's Corner. All proceeds from Heroines of Washington benefit March of Dimes to help lead the fight for the health of all moms and babies. Since 2001, the event has given awards to 118 heroines and has raised more than $3.1 million to support the March of Dimes efforts to help every baby have a brighter future. To learn more about March of Dimes, to purchase tickets to Heroines of Washington, or to make a donation, visit marchofdimes.org heroines. That's marchofdimes.org heroines. Celebrate these inspiring women who go above and beyond to improve our community. Yesterday, December 7th, 1941, a date which will live in infamy. Ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. The Library of Congress Veterans History Project is home to more than 100,000 stories of those who have served our nation. It's a treasure filled with the thoughts and emotions of the people who were on the front lines of history. You too can make history. Interview the veteran in your life and or submit original photos and documents. VHP has the materials you need to provide an accurate and personal view of history. Please visit www.loc.gov vets for more information. The Veterans History Project. It's the story of our lives. All right, we're back on Fooding the Beast. I'm David Nellis, missing my wife, Nikki. Wah, wah, wah. Uh, but we're talking to Melissa McCall and Amanda Garzon uh, about hydrocephalus, the issue, and about this uh, the 2019 walkathon that's coming up. Um, kind of let's talk about fundraising uh, quickly before we get into the walkathon details. Like, how is that going? Is it a tough, tough go? It's a. Uh, we were talking about that before the show. It's it's a tough year this year, um, not just for the the National Capital Walk, but our walks ac- across the country. Last year we had 42 walks across the country um, that raised two million dollars. Um, and for the walk this year in the National Capital Walk, we have a, a goal of uh, raising one hundred and fifteen thousand dollars, and we're only at fifty one thousand. And fifty one thousand is phenomenal, and we are very proud of that. But we are just under halfway to our goal. Um, so we've got some work to do. So how does it work for the, the – first of all, the event is on the 28th, so you still have time. We do have time, and, and not just that. Our fundraising goes through the end of the calendar year. 
Um, so technically we do have till December 31st to, to hit our goal, but traditionally we tend to reach probably 90 plus percent of it before the actual. All right. Well, so talk about how, do, how is the money raised? In other words, if I sign on as a walker, am I getting pledges per mile from different people or how does it work? It's very individual. It is all word of mouth. There is no registration free. Registration is entirely um, cost free. Um, we encourage everyone to come because in addition to the funds, the point is also in um, awareness raising. Like you said, people don't know the word hydrocephalus. I'd never heard of it when my daughter was diagnosed, which I now find beyond frustrating because the prevalence of hydrocephalus is far greater than many conditions that everyone has heard of. Um, That's marketing. There you go. Exactly. And we try. So it's word of mouth. I'm it's available, about, by the way. There you go. <laughs> it's um, it's word of mouth. It's uh, A lot of it is email campaign. It's asking friends. It's asking friends to ask their friends. It's um, everyone, all the teams have captains and okay. then recruiting team members and then asking them to recruit team members. So as a team member, though, do I uh, do I have a sign up sheet from my neighbors and they pledge X dollars, a, you know, a mile that I walk around. Yeah, well, How does you, the so money you, get raised? Yeah, so you once you join a team, um, so I have a team, Team mm -hmm. GMG, for my daughter, Gabby, and uh, we have friends who have joined our team. They each get their individual web page, and they can shoot that web page out across social media and ask their friends and family to donate to their page, which will feed into our team's goal, which will then feed into the larger walk goal. I see. Okay. If you want to bill it, like, you know, give me X amount for every mile that I walk, you can do it that way. You can market yourself that way, um, or you can just ask straight up for donations, but you can share out on social media as well as do an, an email campaign, like Melissa said. And, and how long is the walk? How far do we it's walk? It's a 5K walk, mm -hmm. um, though, because um, of the nature of the condition, and we do have participants who do have sure. physical limitations, we do have a halfway mark, so it can be shortened um, for those who need to be. So it starts and ends at the Lincoln Memorial and goes from the Lincoln Memorial to and around the Washington Monument and back. It's at um, right at sundown. So it's absolutely beautiful. And then uh, every year we have a different theme. The theme this year is Lasso Up a Cure. So we will be having some line dancing under the stars and uh, a good party um, when the wall concludes. We have some great uh, companies that are supporting us to help us with our kids' activities, which is really wonderful. MoCo Movement Center out of Montgomery County um, are coming and bringing a number of, of activities for the you kids. You go, MoCo. You go, MoCo. Um, we're just really lucky Domino's Pizza is providing pizza for the event. So we have a lot of different sponsors who step forward. Children's National. I, I think National's you just got a, a, new a new donor. He'll give you a check. Wow. Thank you so much. That's thank extraordinarily you. exciting. I'm going to cry. I like, uh, I like their checks. Good checks. <laughs> it is. It is a good check. All right. Well, let's tell everybody how they find it, uh, find the walk online and sign on. Okay. So you can find it wherever you're listening. You can find your closest walk around the country at www.hydroassoc.org, hydroassoc.org, backslash walk. And you'll get a full list of every walk around the country. You'll see the National Capital Walk for D.C. And our walk, again, is September 28th. Just click on the website link, and it'll take you right out to our website. And you can start your team and come walk with us on September 28th, 4 o'clock, Lincoln oh, Memorial. David, are you coming? Are you, you coming, David? Uh, no uh, pressure. Uh, no, just, no, just no black tie. Well, I'll drive 5K. No, no right. black tie. Uh, um, uh, and you can also find the information for the walk on uh, Nikki's website, thelistareyouonit.com. She'll have all the information there. Guys, thank you. This thank is, you so yeah. much. Thank you. And thank you. Look at that. Anytime. Yeah. What was it? $100 million you're going to get? Yes. Eric, you are a good man. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll be negotiating that. All right. All right. Dwayne, Dwayne and Chris, step back up to the mic and let's talk so so some of these drinks tend to hide the, the taste of the rum amen and is that a good thing or a bad thing because there's so many let, actually they're hiding the taste of the rums because there are lots of different kinds of rum aren't there so let's talk about that a little because some i would of this say that they're disguising the strength of the rums but the rums are providing a lot of the flavor that you're actually tasting so uh, let's talk. Are, are there rum varietals? I don't know anything about oh, it. Oh my goodness! Where have you been? Oh, he's going to get his own show now. We... God <laughs> bless. From planter style rums, which are really dark rums, or you have gold rums, or light rums. You have rums made from molasses, or rums made from just cane juice. Or there's even rums being made from actual processed sugar. Uh, rum, by definition, must come from a product of sugar fermented and distilled, but 
it's so loose from the French rules of agriculture to the is it, Spanish is it, style. Is it too loose, Latrec? Sorry, I had to. Well, a lot of people say it's too loose, and they get confused by rum because it's so loosely regulated. Nobody got that except Kevin. I got it. Okay. But I'm, I got to answer your question. You're just ignoring me. <laughs> oh, damn. My, my wife's listening. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, I mean, as a, as a, as a bartender, and and somebody comes up to you and says, "I want to, you know, I don't really know much about rum and all that. How do you kind of introduce? What's your introductory drink? Is it a, is it a rum punch? Uh, my, my introductory drink is actually a, a daiquiri because it's the the answer to the margarita, uh, rum's answer to the margarita, and which is what everyone knows is a margarita, uh, which is rum, sugar, lime from daiquiri and uh, tequila, sugar, lime, and a little bit of triple sec for a margarita." Um, and I think that's a good transition to get people into the rum world. That's not overwhelming. And then what do you do? Uh, we've got about a minute, uh, Dwayne. When people order a rum punch, they don't know what they're going to get because there's so many different definitions of rum punch. Well, you know, when people order a rum punch, I don't think they know what they really Step want. Step up to the mic, son. There we are. When people order a rum punch, I think it's more of a signal saying, hey, I'm trusting you to enhance, to enhance my experience while I'm here with you. And when you deliver that rum punch, it's like saying, hey, I understand this is what I created for you. And it ha- just rum, juice, delicious, and then the atmosphere, the feel. I mean, rum punch starts your vacation. It helps you forget whatever you were doing with before. So when you order rum punch from me, and I don't know if, Chris, is this the same for you, I'm going to take you somewhere. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Where is that? All right, what's the next drink you're going to make? Uh, next up is going to be a Mai Tai. Okay, let's do it. So now let's talk about Art All Night, which is D.C.'s only Free overnight art festival. It's more than an art festival. It's not even... Art festival doesn't do it justice, right? So uh, with us is Aisha Bond. She's the executive director of Art All Night North Capital. Aleka Ross, who is the brand development manager. And we also have two of the participants, coffee barista Benito Bermudez. Did I say it right, Benito? Thank you, brother. Thank you, my brother. And Ferris Yebaile. Yeah, I did that too. Parlo Italiano. Yo no hablo Espanol. And uh, Ferres is the GM of uh, Cafe Unido, which is going to be opening at Union Market, but you're participating in this event, right? right? Step up to the mic, boys. Let's all be part of this. So why don't we start off with a little bit of who wants to tell me just the kind of the umbrella story of the of the festival? I would love to. Okay. So Art All Night has been going on for several years now. I think we're on our fourth or fifth year. Uh, But it started because there was a desire from the art community to really just enhance the city's awareness of um, art and cultural uh, entities that you see happening in all over, you know, Europe, European cities that started in Paris, et cetera. So we jumped on the bandwagon and I think we've done a great job. Art All Night now is very much looked forward to by many people who are both in and out of the art world, but it's an opportunity for many of the neighborhoods to just showcase what they have to offer. So for us at North Capitol Main Street, we're showcasing our restaurants. We're showcasing our community, our neighborhood, uh, the things that we have going on there. Uh, the you have a, a, a sprouting population of restaurants over there, too. We have a wonderful population of restaurants and really people who are great at what they do. So we have a lot of variety. Our Jamaican restaurant is amazing Jamaican food. You know, our Italian restaurant is amazing. Fresh pasta and Italian. You know, you might know Baccio. You might know uh, Boundary Stone, which constantly gets award, awards. Pub and the people, I mean... A lot of our restaurants are well known. My daughter-in-law does the publicity for Boundaries. Oh, really? Uh-huh. So we're family. There in we are. A matter of sorts. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? If you've got a lot of money, we're definitely family. We're definitely family. Yeah. Well, you've got a lot so, of rum, so we're so, I do have a lot of problems. So, but it's 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 art plus. There's a lot else going on there. So there's just, a lot else going on. And so we're really showcasing food. We're showcasing drinks, like you can hear from Aleka and some of the folks that are here today to talk about a lot of the specialty cocktails that are going to be happening. There's just an opportunity for you to kind of have a sensory explosion, if you Ooh, will. Thank you, my dear. Yes, so Aleka, talk about what your role is with this event. Yeah, so um, they approached me and they were like, let's kind of take it to the next level. And so I decided, instead of everyone just kind of going in and getting a cocktail, let's take that cocktail home. So we have a about uh, 
12 of the 14 restaurants in the area that's going to be participating in kind of like a bar crawl, essentially, where you'll be able to pick up a passport. In that passport, you'll have all of the cocktails so you can make them at home, as well as a little bit of history behind them. And they're inspired by historical artists. So you'll have like the Neil Adams Ricky, who was a DC artist. You'll have the Moe um, 75, the Bansky Sour, just kind of a really fun twist. You know why they call it a bar crawl, right? Because after the third <laughs> bar, the only way to get there is to crawl, right? <laughs> Absolutely. As you Absolutely. mentioned, it's all night long, so pace yourself. Oh, yes, God, in the morning. thank God I'm too old to do that. <laughs> um, and and then and then and uh, you know I want to get into some of the the local artisans that you have because they're not going to be necessarily household names, but their works are. I've seen some of the works; they're fabulous. So. Yes. We do. We have some wonderful installations that will be happening along the corridor, and primarily we're outside, so we have a really delightful venue that is really outdoor, good weather, lots of beautiful lighting. But we'll have um, a wonderful fashion show featuring a series of designers that will be there. We have um, some other fantastic visual arts. We'll have musical arts. We have Archive, which is, um, you know, sort of part, you know, they've got members from Thievery Corp. and. Uh, wonderful homegrown musicians and, and bands that will be performing. We'll also have uh, interactive art installations, so you can participate in them directly yourself and or have them projected onto you. Uh, so there's a whole series Sounds of Sounds kinky. Yeah. It is appropriate <laughs> for the community event, uh, but it is a good time. It's definitely a good time. All right. Um, we're we're, we're going to take a break in a second, but just... I want to make sure everybody knows Art All Night is Saturday, September 14th. It starts at 3 in the afternoon. It starts at 7 p.m. runs till 3 in the morning. 3 in the morning. Sorry. Okay. uh, This is David Nellis for Foodie and the Beast. We'll be back after these words. All right. We're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. Before we get back to the show, I do want to thank our sponsors because they make the show possible. ProFish, the finest sustainable seafood anywhere east of the Mississippi. Maybe the entire world. Who knows? But delicious seafood. Ivy City Smokehouse, where some of that seafood comes to fruition in your tummy and is good. Uh, Meat Crafters and Central Farm Markets, thanks for supporting the show. I got to correct myself because I thought Benito and Ferres were, were participating in art all night. They're not. They're opening up Cafe Unido at uh, Union Market in three weeks? Yep. Correct. All right. So... So you're not part of Art All Night. You really should be, guys. But that's okay. I'm trying to make a love match here, but it ain't happening. <laughs> so tell us a little about, you know, because you're a, a, a coffee barista, which hits close to my heart. Tell us a sure. little bit about Cafe Unido and what you'll be doing. Sure. So we're a coffee uh, shop from Panama. We're roasters mainly. We source only Panama coffee. So this is our, our first U.S. shop, hoping to turn people on to amazing Panama coffee, Panama Geisha, which is... We're now the top-selling coffee in the world, most expensive. And we're opening next to the Union Market at La Cosecha in about a month. Um, we should be ready to go. We did a little pop-up yesterday at the event at La Cosecha, Calle Latina. Had a blast. That's why my voice is a little shot today. We had a great time yesterday. I think everybody <laughs> just whispered, it's so sexy. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it. That's how we get to sell that, that geisha. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So tell, talk a little bit, about, because it's you know it's way more than coffee, about some of the cuisine and the, the concept for the menu there. Sure. So um, in Panama, we are business partners with Mario. It's a chef from Panama. Right. 50 Best Latin America restaurant in Panama. So we're trying to bring up some Panama fare as well. For the first shop, we're going to have mainly empanadas with a Panamanian twist to them. So what is a Panamanian twist? It's all in the dough, man. Beautiful dough. They're the more fried type what? empanadas. Oh, I thought we were talking about money for a minute. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's who. So what's in the? What do you do to the dough? It's a uh, more like an hojaldra type of dough, which is a dish we do in Panama, which is kind of like a fried dough, um, very plain. But mm. we use that dough for the empanada. So you get the filling, and you get a really nice crunchy doughy. You know, it's uh, funny. I, I just literally just started to salivate, and I, <laughs> I'm not allowed to eat that stuff for you know right now with this diet. But it's all right. so addictive. Yeah. So and and um, you know what? I mean, what brought you here? How did it end up that you you came to Union Market from Panama? Well, we actually had a couple offers to bring uh, Cafe Unido to the U.S. in the last couple of years. A lot of people are really turned on to Panama Geisha, which is a, a varietal, a coffee varietal. And uh, I lived in D.C. actually from 02 to 04. Uh, GW alumni. So uh, when we got the offer with Ferris, uh, he got approached to open one here. It kind of made sense. And DC is kind of very international, as as Panama is as well. 
So it kind of felt like a like a good platform to bring some beautiful Panama so, coffee. So, Ferris, were you down in Panama? You were working at the Cafe Unido in, in Panama, and somebody said, hey, why don't you come to Washington? Yeah, 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 pretty much. I was uh, down in Panama uh, with these guys, and we were offered an opportunity to come here to La Cosecha, which is a Latin-inspired market right. that is going to be run by the people that did Union Market. So it just made sense to bring, you know, the, the geisha coffee bean. It's one of the most popular right now, and no one has it. No one. Has I noticed it you didn't city. bring any. But that's no, we, did right. we did brought you some. We did brought you some. It's uh, oh, there you go. That's I I must do. I mean, I must have six cups of coffee a day. So great, and I love it. I mean, this. Let's give it a smell. I'm going to do it go right for now. Let's do so. Yeah. So the so, great. Yeah. Well, go yeah. ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. The crazy thing about the geisha, it's uh, oh my extremely God. floral. So it's Wolf. like. Right, a world uh, away from a bitter. You can get high in here. Dark right? roasted coffee. Yeah. <laughs> I wish. So it's uh, super it's to separate from like bitterness and like what people think of traditional coffee. It's floral. It's fruity. Uh, it's super complex. Very delicate coffee. Grown all. I mean, all grown in Panama. All, yes. all Panama in the highlands of the Baru volcano. So like high altitudes. Uh, beautiful terroir, volcano, volcanic dead, soil, dead, dead yeah. volcano. That, oh, it's still dormant, so you never know. <laughs> so will you pick the bean and run? Is that yeah, what happens? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. why it's so expensive. It's it a must risk. be. All right, well, um, all right, so you guys open in a couple of weeks. Anything else to, to tell us about Cafe Unido? Uh, we're going to have a couple of cuppings before we open, so it's coffee needs a lot of uh, introductions. So we're going to be cupping. We're going to be bringing producers here, so get a, a chance to meet the actual producers and talk a little bit about the coffee as well. Okay, and Ferres, uh, you got you had publicity <laughs> stuff whispered yeah, in your no, ear. Yeah, no, no. Um, we just want you uh, want to bring the people out to La Cosecha, not only to meet the producers, but also we do direct trade into the everybody, every farmer that we have in Panama. So we buy straight from them people that have no access to a global market, and we help them gain a, a foothold in it. Well, so which is a, part of the a great thing to do. Absolutely. Can can this coffee be purchased direct from you guys or from? Yes. It can. Yeah. Okay. Well, sign me up before we leave here. Beautiful. It's really Thank you very much. I mean, the the the. It's funny because and Nikki knows this. I'm sure if she's listening now, I can't even tell you what wine I had last night. I have no no palate at all. For you know, educated, it's not. It's like I have like an idiot's palate. <laughs> but for coffee, I'm spot on. And this. I mean, this is, it's like smelling a bouquet, a coffee bouquet. It's fabulous. It's incredible, yeah. All right. Well, Thank you. You know what we'll do? You give me the information. We'll make sure we post that on Nikki's website, too, so people can, can try this and, and do that. Great. All right, Dwayne, let's get back to you guys. Let's talk a little more rum. <clears throat> so, you know, staycation is a concept. Is there anything that you're actually, is there an event, anything happening there? Uh, so, what we have going on is at Coconut Club, the bar that I manage, uh, we will be hosting a rum punch party. Uh, our theme for it is staycation. Sign me up. You don't have to leave D.C. to go to the beach. So um, what's happening at the party? Uh, so we're going to have a group of bartenders presenting their best rum punch that they can offer. Uh, we're also going to be making some jerk is chicken Sam sandwiches. Nellis one of those? I saw him on your tape. No? I don't know if Sam is going to come party or just come and punch it All out. Right, you got to recruit that boy. <laughs> so, uh, and, and, and the party is when? Uh, the party's going to be September 16th, Monday, uh, to get, it's an invitation only, so to get an invite to the party, you have to follow Hello Coconut Club on Instagram, <laughs> and then follow, follow me, and follow Dwayne at DC Elixir Mixer. Uh, what would you do if you looked around, like there were hundreds of people just following you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it could happen. With the way things are going with Facebook now, you know, who knows? Never know. Uh, and then once you do that, the instructions will be posted uh, for you to get the invite on cool. Eventbrite. All right. Are you guys going to make one last drink? Well, the last drink you must try is a true rum bunch. Oh, man. Okay. Let's do <laughs> and it. the recipe throughout the Caribbean. Now, the, do it with that Jamaican accent. Come on, the man. The Jamaicans claim it. Trinidad claims it. Barbados. Eh, yo, it's one pot sour, mm -hmm. two parts sweet, three parts strong, and four parts weak. And what does that mean? I don't know. Who the hell knows? <laughs> <laughs> if you go to a rum shop in the Caribbean and ask for a rum punch, they're going to look at you like you're crazy, you know? But if you go to those same people at home, they'll reach to the bottom of the shelf and grab a bottle that looks like, give me that, that looks like this, and it's more akin to something like what we, the bartenders and the mixologists would 
referred to as falernum. Yeah, nobody knows what this looks like, but it's just one of those. I'm showing you. Say but, ooh. Oh, ooh. There it is. <laughs> Sorry, I've had too much punch, Dwayne. I didn't know what we were talking about. And it's uh, pretty much shelf stable. You pick it up. It's made around holiday time, and you pick. I mean, this is your your eggnog you would make. It's be a rum punch, and literally, it's those ratios infused with some spice, and it's a super strong sweet syrup. I can't wait for you to taste it. All right. Get to get, get to concocting, I say. All right, so um, every, I just want to remind everybody to, that's really our show, we're done. But please do go to Nikki's website, thelistareyouonit.com, spell the way it sounds, and you can find information on Art All Night, on the opening of Cafe Unido, on the walkathon to combat hydrocephalus, and on the McPaw party with uh, Junior Klein and the recliners. Uh, and I have to say, because I'm on the committee for that thing, that that event is going to rock. It's really going to be fun, and all the money goes to protect, you know, protect animals that that they can't ask for help. They can only look pitiful. But this is for lost, abandoned, and abused animals uh, that are you know picked up all over Montgomery County and taken to this what is a really wonderful animal shelter. Uh, and if you go to McPaw M C P A W dot org. Uh, there's a link to Eventbrite, and you can buy your tickets and join us the night of October 5th. You guys want to talk uh, just how to how to find Art All Night Honestly, online? Honestly, Art All Night is a free event. Just show up. Walk to North Capitol and Florida Avenue and just get ready for an experience that you will not forget. Yeah, I'll be there. It sounds like fun. You know, it sounds like like come like 11 o'clock at night and have the have it be all and lit let up. Me and also add, it's family friendly too. So get your kids out there. Walk. It's a wonderful night to walk around with children and experience art. Can I bring my dog to that too? You can bring your dog. You can bring your friend. You can bring your bottle of rum that these guys are going to give right. us. You can bring whatever all you right, want. All right, I'm not going to bring a fish on a leash. That's illegal, <laughs> I believe. But all right, that pretty much does it for Foodie and the Beast. Join us next next week. Uh, Nikki will be back. And uh, please uh, remember to follow Nikki on Instagram. Uh, she's on WTOP every week. And uh, don't follow me anywhere because I don't want to be followed. I'm an old curmudgeon. All right, we'll see you next week on Foodie and the Beast. Have a great week.